This week on the Hit the Light podcast, we see how Big Frog handled listening to new shit for a week straight. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hit the Light Podcast with me, Big Frog. And me, Mike Castleberry. And this week, we get into some new shit. Which, for heavy metal, is a relative term. (laughs) Because, like, new shit could be like anything from the last, probably, 20 years. Yeah. That'd be new. Well, especially if you're pushing 50. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, oh, anything that happened... uh... After I got out of prison. Right. That's real new. new. That's, That's real new. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's this? what the kids these days are listening to. Exactly. You know, whippersnappers. With the thing about new, I got like a whole bunch of different angles of what could be new. It could be like a honking horn could be new. <laughs> it could be like, you know, like maybe a super group. That got put together recently. Okay. That's kind of new. So it sounds like we're gonna about to talk about some dream child. Huh? Or so, you know. <laughs> um, so there could be a lot of things that could make a new band. But to me, basically, it's like something that people might, might not have heard of. That would make it new. Yeah. You know, so um, I come up with a few things that I liked. That doesn't mean I necessarily like everything about it. You know, but I like something about it. So now, did you do the uh, "Hey Lonnie, check this out" test? No, no, I didn't have time to do that um, this time because I was just like, it really was kind of hard to find anything that I liked. You yeah. know, it, which is unfortunate. You know, yeah. the first thing I did was, anytime we do like a list thing, I look to see what other people's lists are. Yeah. And the first couple of things that I looked at was just like, wow, I I weep for the future, you (laughs) know, because, oh man, I mean, you know, first of all, like, Amon Amarth is really the only growly vocal band that I like, Uh you know, and I've noticed that a lot of the bands that are, that are on these lists that I looked at have have that going, and even some of them even have like a chick doing it. Yeah, Which that's is even weirder. That's a new thing that's been in the last decade or so is getting these like extreme growly vocals from women. Right, right. Um, which that's cool. Yeah, I just you know, and it's funny. Like sometimes they're fucking hot. Right. As you know, when you hear that, you expect some gnarly broad. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, Just like the scare Judas, all the, groupies the Judas Priestess chick or something. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I want to do a quick little metal news thing. Okay, I uh, when I wrote it down, I wrote news in quotations because it's not new, new, but it's a f- few weeks, a month or so. But uh, we forgot to mention it 
when it dropped, but uh, Diamond Head has a new album right. that came out recently. And um, it's funny because I mentioned before, Brian Tatler, the, he's the only original member left. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the lineup, the second most senior member is their drummer, Carl Wilcox, who first joined the band in 91. So, like, he was in it from 91 to 94, and then I guess the band was defunct mm-hmm. after that, and then he came back in 2002. <clears throat> and he's a sick drummer. Uh, so, uh, the new uh, the new singer is... He's been in the band since 2014. Okay. He's done another album with them. I guess they had one in, like, 2016 or so. Okay. Um, it's definitely... Uh, not what I expected when I listened to it because I, they decided like usually when you get a band that has like a legacy thing going on, mm-hmm. they get sound alikes, mm-hmm. which they did with their second singer. Their second singer kind of had a similar vibe to the original one. Right. This guy sounds like fucking Chris Cornell. Okay. And it's kind of a trip when you listen to any of the new shit. Um, you can still hear it in the riffs. Right. But everything else it's like you would never know it's diamond head oh wow so that's an interesting move it almost it almost counts as a new band yeah yeah (laughs) but it was still pretty cool not anywhere near as cool as our old shit right you know that's funny that you should that you should mention that because earlier today i was thinking about i was looking at um David Lee Roth talking a bunch of shit, right? Yeah. Talking about how basically, you know, Van Halen's done and his new band and the Vegas thing and mm-hmm. they have teasers of this and that, but he's not talking about who's in the band. You know, he's got two guitar players, but he's not saying who they are. You know, all that. And he's basically saying that, you know, he's the one that's going to be carrying the Van Halen torch from here on out, right? Yeah. So I was thinking, and... Right after I thought it, I actually saw it on one of my guitar player website things where somebody's saying, Eddie, as a fuck you to Dave for this, mm-hmm. should go get him a Dave sound-alike who can still do what Dave used to do yeah, and do a tour and blow Dave's shit away, <clears throat> basically. And so they were saying, oh, who would you get? And most people would jump on the Steel Panther guy. Well, yeah, because you he know. was the lead singer for the Atomic Punks back right. in the 90s. He's probably the most well-known right. David Lee Roth sound-alike dude. Yeah, and there's no way at this point that he can't do those songs better than Dave. Oh, yeah. I can right? do those songs better than Dave yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so this is me telling you that I've joined Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be great for the podcast. I, just knocked, I, I, on, predict. I just knocked on Eddie's door and said, hey, I know most of the words to Ain't Talking About Love, so, uh, so give me a job. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, you know what? Uh, this would be a huge fuck you to Dave right. if some random dude just showed up and right. was in the band. And yeah. then I'd get, I'd get to do one show, and then uh, I would be stoned to death in the parking lot right. <laughs> with the tour bus. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm, I won't be making the trip to Vegas to see uh, the lounge act that is Dave. But, I yeah, if and, I happened to be in Vegas at the time and the tickets weren't ridiculous, right? I might fucking check it out for the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Because it sounds like he's putting together a sick band. 
that he won't tell anybody who who's right, in it. Right, right. So that tells me they're probably nobody. Right. Or maybe it's like Steve Vine shows up. Oh, that would be something. I okay. I have a my theory on this is he's not talking about like who's in the band, but then apparently he's working on a record with John Five. Right. Well, the record's already recorded. It was recorded yeah. a long time ago. So he just never put it out. Okay. So that should be really good. I assume it should be really good. The guitar will be sick. Yeah, the guitar will be sick. Yeah, you know, I hear the thing, Dave. Judging by the last Van Halen album, um, he can still sound competent in the studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that last Van Halen record, it's, he didn't sound quite like he did, but his vocals sounded fine. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. So solid. Good I don't enough. know. I'd. I mean, I liked the DLR band mm-hmm. record he did in 98 as his fuck you to Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Five played guitar on that. Right. So if it's a continuation of that, I dig it. Right. Um, I'd hope for better lyrics, though, because a lot of those songs had... It was that time period where uh, you just start singing about email and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, to try yeah. to sound updated. Oh, yeah. So he's like singing about like, I'm like a typhoon in your chat room and oh, shit. And I'm geez. like... Okay, buddy. Okay, chat room. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, it was, that was a bad time in music because the internet culture was new and that had to be like something people slip into their songs. Right. But they do it in earnest. Like it was one thing when Weird Al did like all about the Pentiums. Right. Because it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, exactly. But everybody else when they're, you know, when yeah. I remember Britney Spears having a song like Email Me Your Heart or some oh, shit. Oh, God, so like, yeah. It was an ugly time. Yeah. So, yeah, so you got to listen to a bunch of new shit. For bunch about of a new week. shit, and and really, I was having a hard time until I stumbled upon an acronym, and I think we had talked about it before, but it was out of my mind. Uh huh. Nuatum. Oh, that was the uh, new wave of tr- traditional, traditional metal. Metal. Yeah, no, I talked to you about that before. I got a couple bands on my list from that. Yeah. When so, I stumbled into them. Right. So once I once I got on that and and found a list, I was able to find some bands that I dug. Yeah, because they know? sounded like shit you like. Exactly. So so and and even at that, like I say, mostly these are bands that I that I feel like they have something going for them. But like really as a whole band and whole thing is nothing that I love. Uh-huh. You know? But I can see myself liking some of this going forward if I give it a chance. Yeah. And now if I see any of these bands coming through, I'll, I'll probably You'll check them out. Give them a look. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you want to start? Uh, sure. I mean, I I sh- tossed you these guys a while back. Uh, they're part of that movement, but Cauldron was a band that I kind of came across when I was looking up shit that uh, I ended up really enjoying. Um, right. They got... From a lot of these newer bands, they actually seem like they have a real good chance of potentially having like a mainstream hit mm-hmm. because their older shit was a little heavier. Their most recent uh, album that came out um, had a very almost pop metal going on in some of the songs. Like one of the songs was like a ballad that it sounded like if you made like Cheap Trick a little bit more metal okay like so i kind of got that vibe from them but a lot of their stuff it's just very 
like good clean guitar work, just very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It sounds like riffs that you could imagine Dio singing over. Um, just very, you know, very solid shit. I really dug them. I've been listening to them for a couple months now. Right. So they've been around for a little bit, but uh, yeah, that's one of my go-to ones, and they're part of that new wave of traditional heavy metal right uh, type of deal. So right. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, one of those two, and this one's called Haunt, and they're from Fresno, and they have two albums and two EPs, and the sound is kind of like early Anthrax, mm-hmm. kind of um, with like some Maiden guitar harmonies type of thing. I think part of the Nuatum is to be a little bit Maiden-esque, because yeah. most of these bands have some kind of a little maiden thing in them and i and i like these guys but i'm rediscovering something that i've known for my whole life which is that two of the hardest things to do is write a great metal song and find a great metal singer yeah because that's what most of these bands are missing you know it's just that that the song that brings them over the top yeah. And a singer that can deliver that shit, you know? So, like, this this band, Hunt, I like the singer. He's pretty good, you mm-hmm. know? Might just be missing a little something that that brings him to that star quality level, yeah. you know? And I imagine it's hard for some of these dudes because if your singer's great and you're not doing much, then along comes... Michael Schenker or Ingve or somebody who just wants to take your singer yeah. just to go on tour or whatever and leave you in the dust. Yeah, I don't think so, they have to worry about Ingve doing that anytime. Yeah, soon. no, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. It used to be. Ingve, I'll be like, ha, I'll just sing the song thing. myself. Yeah, I'll sing <laughs> the song you. myself. Yeah. So yeah, I'll Hunt.
yeah. I like the you know, you know that's what I like about these bands is they all have like the cool metal band names, but yeah. they're like the third string cool metal band names because all the original cool metal band names are taken. Oh, for sure. So they got to get real cute, you know. Yeah. So you know you got Cauldron. Yeah. And Haunt. Yeah, and, and for uh, some of these bands, they're not the only one that has that name. Like, yeah. if you look them up, there's other bands that have... I guess it's just going to be whoever breaks first gets yeah. it. Yeah, well, whoever fucking thinks to trademark that shit. Yeah. It's like uh, when I was in high school, um, I posted a picture of them online the other day. My friends were in a band, Dissension. Right. And um, I had found a picture I took. It was when I was taking photo Photoshop for mm-hmm. my senior year. So we had to do all black and white. So I took a picture of them when they are playing at the quad during... Right. Uh, it was multicultural week, and I think I gave them one of them, and I kept one for myself. And I happened to, it must have been in the, the bottom of a drawer in my old nightstand of mine, and then it ended up at the bottom of a box of old shit of mine. Mm-hmm. So, um, a while back, my mom mentioned, you know, hey, there's just this box of shit that's yours. And, come get uh, it out of here. Come get it out of <laughs> hey, here. Yeah. And I did, and I didn't go through it that much, and then that ended up in our storage unit for a couple years, and we finally got that out this past weekend, and I Mm. pull out, and here's this black and white photo of my friend's band playing in 1999 that I took and developed and everything else, and this is a long, rambling story, but um, after high school, I was hanging out with some dudes, and a friend of mine, uh, he was hanging out with a guy, and he plays guitar and shit like that. Mm And there, a friend of mine that I knew from high school that was in the Navy, so he's hanging out with this guy, and he's bringing him along, and he shows, um, he found an old video of his band from back in, when he lived in, you know, Rhode Island and shit like that, and they're right. also called Dis- Dissension. Okay. <laughs> you know? Right. And I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you get a lot of those same names, who, let's see who breaks first. For sure. Names. Or same names with a little alternate spelling yeah. or something, which... That's what, like, my band was Blacksmith with a Y. Yeah. You know, so, whatever. For that, for uh, all that. Uh, There's an umlaut in there somewhere. Right, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, okay. So, another one for me. On the same vein, at least they're considered part of this, this same movement. I think I showed up to you also as an enforcer. Okay. Um, they got a very early metallica vibe to them cool um it's like if you took if you took kill them all but it had a better singer on it right that's kind of how they sound oh that's great that's, so they got that makes me want to hear them they're a little i think you have and you just forgot probably <laughs> yeah but they're a little more thrashy so it's kind of like um i'm trying to think of like who the vocals remind me the most of from older bands It'd probably be like Tigers of Pantang. Okay. Type of thing. Yeah. But with like more thrashier sounding guitar riffs on Right. Right. That sounds cool. That sounds cool.
Um, I saw a few thrash bands on there. And uh, there was a couple that I liked. Uh, Violator, Fueled by Fire. Those are two bands yeah. that I liked. But since since they're local and uh, and I really like the guitar player, I'm going to give my, sh my uh, one to Monarch. thrash band just pretty much traditional thrash but a little bit shreddier and uh, uh the guitarist is uh casey trask he's the same dude that plays uh, ace freely and kissed alive i think you mentioned him uh before yeah. yeah and he and you know what's funny he's also the guitarist in uh that three tremors yeah and three tremors just released basically like a triple album because it's the album, right? And on the album, like, they said, okay, here's the song. You're going to sing the song. You're going to sing the song. You're going to sing the song. Yeah. And then we're going to take the best verse of each of you and just make that the song. Okay. Right? So that's what they did. And then they released the album. Well, now they released three versions of the album with one dude singing all of it. Oh, okay. So each dude gets his own version of the album, basically. <laughs> and it's a trip, but, but I mean, it's pretty badass. Well, they, they, uh, apparently they got inspired by, like, the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, oh, something shit. like that. But it's uh, it's pretty badass. And I guess they're a new band, you know? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, even if it's just as something to trip out on, mm -hmm. you should definitely give it a listen. I'll have to check it out. I don't know if I'm going to listen to three fucking albums of the same songs over and over. Yeah, again. probably not. Slightly different. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I would I would uh, listen to the album. Uh -huh. And then we, if you notice that you like a certain dude more than the other dudes, then listen to his version yeah. of the album, you know. Gotcha. Probably, yeah. That's, I guess, you know... When you got nothing better to do, you just release the same album a bunch. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> might as well. Souls with 
But you know they're they're uh, doing a, they're doing a headlining tour in Europe. I mean, if they do the same thing here, it'll probably be very mm-hmm. small clubs. But I would definitely go see it if they yeah. if they did do that. So that's uh, that's fun. Okay, so this bear this is not a new band by any means. It's not. It's barely newer. Like these guys formed in like two thousand, but I kind of wanted to like because. I don't think we're going to talk a whole lot more about them. Like, I'm never going to do an episode dedicated to Avenged Sevenfold. Right. But, I mean, they deserve a little bit of mention just because they were like... I remember I fucking loved them Mm -hmm. when I was like 22, 23. Like, I went to um, the Soma uh, New Year's Eve show at... uh, At... uh, It's the sports arena. Mm Mm-hmm that they do every year. I went with my girlfriend at the time and a couple of her friends and they were the only band on the lineup that I was actually interested to see. Mm -hmm. And we got there right when their set started because, you know, trying to wrangle up three chicks that were all like between 18 to 20 years old (laughs) at the time. Yeah. But, you know, they're pretty sick. They had the harsher vocals at the time and this and that and the guitar work was badass. Mm -hmm. So... I had a lot of fun seeing them live and I, it's like one of those things where I could say like, Oh, I saw Avenged Sevenfold in like a, a much smaller setting. Right. And they ended up becoming. And the funny thing is, is I got a, I was trying to get my friends into them because I really liked their second album, uh, waking the fallen a mm-hmm. lot. Like I had that shit on repeat a lot and I just like, listen to this shit, listen to this shit, listen to this shit. So I had right. a bunch of friends that got into them. And I'm like, these guys are going to be fucking big. These are mm-hmm. going to be like the next big metal band watch. And then the third came out and a third album came out and I fucking hated it. Yeah. And that whole, sucks when that happens. Their whole sound changed, but it fucking blew up. Mm-hmm. And then they became like the next big metal band right. for, for a little while there. And So still, you called it, but you didn't call it. Like I didn't, It didn't happen the way I wanted it to. Right. You know, it'd be, you know. Now I kind of know how, like, some of the dudes that were, like, super into Metallica in the 80s felt when the Black Album came out and sold, like, 30 million records. Right. (laughs) Because they're just like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Now everybody's listening to Metallica, but they're not, like, how I like it. Exactly. So, I get it. That that was my Black Album moment. And it's like, I... I think I bought that album and I was like, fuck, dude. And then I bought like one more after that just mm-hmm. like to see. Just it, say, yeah, maybe it was a fluke. And I didn't yeah. come back. Yeah. And they were even more uh, going yeah, in a direction yeah. I didn't like. And I was like, all right, I'm over it. And now they, somewhere along the line, they became like the douchebag band. Okay. Like, like all the douchebag, like jock bro motherfuckers yeah. all got super into Avenged Sevenfold. Right. So it's like all the dudes from like fucking Lake Elsinore. Right. Like that, you know, just sit around like drinking Bud Light and saying the N words. Like, fucking, <laughs> fucking Avenged Sevenfold. Uh! Yeah. And they get tattoos of the fucking bat insignia. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I think I'm out, man. Yeah. That's what that happens, man. Douchebags start getting that thing you like and it ruins it. Like, I remember when MMA, before that became like the target audience or something, when all of a sudden. Like all the douchebags got into MMA, and then they all started taking MMA classes. And now the guy, it became this thing where like the dude that likes to get drunk and start a fight might also know how to do a fucking triangle choke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like all bad. It's like uh, they, bars were dangerous in two thousand seven. For sure. That's all I'm saying. For sure. 
I've seen Avenged Sevenfold several times opening for other bands. Yeah. And I like them. The guitarists are sick. Um, it's one of those things where, I, like, I never cared for the look of the band. Like, if I looked at the band, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm probably not going to like them. Yeah. But 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 they're good, and um, they fall into the category of a band. Like, like if, you know, like, if, if music was, like, Snapchat and it disappears after after it's done or whatever. Yeah. And so I couldn't listen to anything from the eighties or whatever. I would definitely listen to them. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so your, your, uh, your condition of being really into Avenged Sevenfold is that, uh, all music from the eighties and nineties suddenly disappears. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have, yeah, they would be really close to the top of the okay. list when, That's, when everything uh, else was gone. <laughs> You know, if if everything you ever liked suddenly vanished, right? That is when Avenged Sevenfold would be your new band. Hell okay. yeah! you know it's that's not that harsh i guess right um, so let's see what are some other ones you know we talked about ghost already like, right last week and shit like that everybody i don't think we need to talk about ghost that much at this point everybody fucking knows who they are right they're kind of the next quasi mainstream i think the only reason that keeps them from getting completely mainstream is they lean a little bit harder in that evil thing than like right. did. yeah it's all tongue-in-cheek for sure but when you look at it and yeah. it's funny because the singer now his changes look he changes it every album yeah but when they first came out like he's got he like was, a sean penn mask on right yeah or something yeah. yeah but when they first came out it was like the evil pope right type look with all his right masks you know yeah fucking ghouls and shit yeah so it was like kiss but like to that next level where right it's like kiss never was like ooh, we're satanists they're doing this whole like fake satan shit right which i think it's entertaining sure but it is Anybody that's even remotely churchy is going to just be like, oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're For not sure. getting the joke. For sure. Somebody somewhere is not allowed to go to a ghost concert. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So some, so that's that's some, heavy metal in itself. I think if, if they had come out in the 90s, and I think if my parents saw like their first album cover, they'd be like, you're 
for sure not fucking seeing these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when they were still very Catholic. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And they have a fucking anti-Pope thing going on. For like, sure. No. Like, their whole vibe is just a send-up of the Catholic Church. Yeah. So my parents would have been like, fuck no. Right. Exactly. Now they wouldn't care. Also, I'm almost 40, so they can't tell me yeah. what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but- <laughs> I figure eh, we'd throw that out there. They're a newer band. They, you know, they've been around for about ten years now, but it's still new to you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Now, uh, here's my thing, uh, because this could go like two ways, but Sons of Apollo, okay, is a great band. The only fucking thing that, is that's the one with uh, it's uh, Billy Sheehan, yeah. Bumblefoot, uh, Jeff Scott Soto on vocals, mm. who is the, the original Ingve singer. Yeah. He, and, and the internet goes either way on him, but I really like him. I always have. I don't like him very much. Yeah, see, there you go. So some people like him, some people don't. He's okay, but I also heard that um, Christ the Conqueror thing he did uh-huh. with... Um, a couple of dudes from the Misfits after the Misfits broke up. Right, right. That shit sucks. Yeah, he's got some shit projects yeah. for sure, for sure. But I like this record. I I want to see them. I I'm not sure if they're coming here. I I don't think they're the kind of band I would go to L.A. to see or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but I like them. The guitar work is insane. But the thing is, is will they even be a band? In a couple of years, yeah. because everybody in the band has other projects. You know, um, Billy Sheehan's in Winery Dogs, who is another band who, if I wanted to go more hard rocky, could easily make this list too, you know? And the thing is, is that all is that they're insane live. You know, Winery Dogs are insane live, and Sons of Apollo are insane live. So, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Either one of those would, would be great. But... One of the two isn't going to happen because if the other one blows up, then the other one's dead. So yeah, you know, one of those. Uh, yeah, things. well, I think I listened to a little bit of them because in like one of the metal groups we're in, someone was like, "Oh, it kind of gives you like a deep purple vibe and mm. this and that." And I listened to it and I was like, eh. "Yeah, you know, I kind of, I just wasn't super digging it." Right. Um, I think it's because I'm just not huge on Jeff Scott Soto. Right. Right.
I might have to listen to them again because I think like the first track or so didn't quite grab me. Right. So I was like, meh. And right. That's why. That's why track track order is important. Yeah. Because you need to have like it's it's like putting together a stand up set. Mm hmm. Yeah, it has you to open, lead into into. Uh... You open with your second best joke, and close with your best joke. Okay. You know, and with an album for me. I, th- I don't necessarily say, think, oh, you open with their second best song or this and that, mm-hmm. but you need to open with something that you can just tell is going to, like, fucking, like, grab someone by the dick. And be right. Like, this is the shit. It's like when um, Ace Ace's last album came out, mm-hmm. and I didn't like the track order, because right. it opens with, like, ballads and love songs and shit, and it doesn't have, like, a rocking song until, like, the fourth or fifth track. Right, right. And it's like... You should have opened with this track. Right. Never open with the slow song, especially if you're a hard rock or metal yeah, band. Yeah, definitely don't, not. You could open, open side two with that. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Um, some of these bands that I was looking up, these didn't make my list, but they're, they were uh, bands that I looked at and I liked something about them, mm-hmm. but their names suck. You know, oh, yeah. there's fucking Venom Prison. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, Venom yeah. Prison. Spirit Adrift. Mm. You know, uh, Amkin. I don't even, I don't know what the fuck Amkin is, but yeah. Amkin. Liliac, I sent you that video of them covering... Uh, oh, that's. I think it's Lilac. Uh, is it? But I think it said Liliac. Oh, I don't know. That's that fucking band that... Uh... They're on uh, TV a few months back because they also had a cover of uh, Rainbow in the Dark. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it's some a bunch of kids and like, yeah. uh, the little girl that sings pretty good. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that there could be a future in that. And then um, there was one that I looked at it and looked at it and looked at it and I couldn't figure out what it was fucking said and then finally got it. It's Rune Scarred. Which at first Very I thought Nordic. it said like something like running scared or something, but uh, it says rune scarred. Rune scarred. And they're it's good. Def- it sounds like it's a, definitely a Nordic. Like, yeah. You're supposed to say like rune scarred. Yeah. You don't just, yeah. And then the best band with the worst name that I came across was Ocean Horse. Yeah, I didn't listen to them yet. You sent me that and I thought you were fucking pranking me. Yeah. You're like, no, this is sick. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't listening to it at the time. I didn't check it out because... uh I think I had a quiz the next day on a book that I hadn't read, so right. I was listening to the book on tape like all day at work. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, Ocean Horse. Like, somebody got no, no, not Ocean Horse. That's bad. Apparently, Seahorse was taken. Yeah, that's terrible.
those are those band names that I feel like, you know, like when you see like a band that ends up with a sick name and they had some bullshit name first. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of bands that seem like they don't get through that stupid name. Right. Like Greta Van Fleet is on top of everything else. That's a stupid band name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. And it's like that sounds like a fucking name that like a band would have had. And then like someone was like. It, why don't we call ourselves Black Sabbath? Thing, yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. And they're yeah. like, oh, that's way cooler. Right. You know, like how Black Sabbath was Earth, and then at one right. point they're like Polka the Tolk band, yeah. band and shit. And yeah. I'm sh- and I don't know if Zeppelin ever had a name before that. Yeah, I don't remember. I think I that know, was something. I know. Well, they were going to be the new Yardbirds. Yeah, they're going to be yeah. the new Yardbirds yeah. because Jimmy Page like had just kind of like come in on that towards the end of the Yardbirds right. run. He was like going to be the next like sick Yardbirds guitarist. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. And then someone made a joke that that'll this is going to go over like a lead balloon or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, let's call it Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, the funny thing about that is that, like, sometimes you have a name and it's like, you know what? Well, we're probably not going to end up calling ourselves that, but for now it's fine, whatever, yeah. whatever. And then you reach a point where so many people know you as that, that it's too late to change it, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't know. Um, uh, there's another band that I saw and I was amazed by, by, uh, the guitarist because, He's a guitarist who also plays keyboards. And what he does is he has his keyboard on a stand. Okay. And then it's flipped up facing you. Okay. Right? So you see what he plays, right? Oh. And, and and he plays a guitar at the same time. Well, isn't that fancy? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, you know, I was trying to think of a way. He accompanies himself. Yeah. Right? Better than saying he plays with himself, right? But basically, like, the same lines on the keyboard as on the guitar. Hmm. And it's it's fucking badass, and the band's cool, but they're called Immortal Guardian. Okay. And it's like somehow I don't know how they're gonna separate themselves from the other guardians. Like blind guardian. Like blind, yeah. I mean, it's just like well, but you know. It's like you have a very generic. Right. Name. It is. It's just very generic. But I, I liked them, and their stage show is not generic. And this yeah. dude's not like I could see him blowing up just as. A solo viral yeah. somehow like if you know somebody just sees it, oh shit and it gets enough hits that you know they can they can take off but yeah really good band though mortal I'm, guardian I'm, i'll have to check that out that's interesting that seems like something i have to like actually see the visual of it right and like listen to it but uh Free all, fight for Israel. 
Yeah, okay, so we got a few in here. Um, I've talked about before, I think. I don't know if I've talked about this one before, but uh, I've been into this band since maybe about 2013 or so, but mm -hmm. uh, they're a doom metal band, uh, Paul Bearer. Yeah. And I've that's another one of those bands that I've came across them somehow, some way. I'm not entirely sure how, and I just like immediately was like, guys get on this shit right like my friend alex i'm like that a lot where every time i find like a new band i like i'm like listen to this shit so i'm like his go-to dude like anytime i give him a suggestion he's on it and he's like oh yeah mike hasn't like steered me, me wrong yeah, yeah yeah but i you know this i got into him because i was a lot more into my doom metal phase at the time and i think out of like the eighteen thousand subgenres of metal now like mm -hmm. doom is one of my favorites still um it's, it's sabbathy it's the most sabbathy yeah you know and paul bear there they got that real just awesome doomy vibe and they have like a clean vocalist because you get a lot of those doom metal bands that also have like the growly guy that right slow right so i like i don't like that type of shit usually right but they got that going from so the vocalist is pretty decent right i got came across them because i think somebody mentioned that like oh if you like if you like ghosts check out paul bearer okay because it's like if you know they have a singer that can kind of does some of the same type of stuff but it's way heavier way doomier and all mm -hmm. that so i'm like oh I, I dig this and they're from like they're from texas Right. From Austin, Texas, I believe. So they're, right. they're pretty badass. That's cool. That Candlemass band, how old are they? Fucking old. They're old as fuck, huh? Yeah, so they, they, they don't apply. They literally, 
they, Doom, Doom Metal got its name because of their first album. Okay. It's like Epicus, Doomicus, Metallicus. Okay, there you go. So, that, like, Doom Metal was named after Candlemass's first album. Right. Basically. Okay, so there you go. I know you somehow missed on them. Yeah, back I totally in the day. did. Totally did. Because I think I, had, I was like, you would, I think it's the same thing. You'd heard that Iomi was going to be doing a track with them. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, this band's been around since like 1980, right? And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. No, like, I, I would have been all that. about that if I heard that as a kid. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Austin, Texas, there's another band from there called Eternal Champion. Another fucked up name for a band. Oh, it sounds like they're named. There's a Sega Genesis game, Eternal Champions. Is that what it is? So I'm thinking that's probably where they got it from. So they they they're from Texas. They have one album and an EP. Their shit is really riffy. A lot of good riffs. Okay. Kind of reminds me of Man of War. You know that's kind of same style. And so they're a pretty good band. I I, I you know, not a great. They don't have like that standout song, but they're pretty good. Eternal Champion, Austin, Texas. check that out uh i don't think they have a wikipedia entry <laughs> yeah might not it just uh it just all links me to eternal champions 1993 yeah there's this uh there's this website called like uh, encyclopedia metallis or some yeah, shit yeah. like that and they have like every like 
they have every band in there. Yeah. Like usually, some of these names have like five, six bands that are you know from Finland or from yeah. here or from there, or whatever. Yeah, there's a there there is a trend of like newer bands that like you you start taking names after whatever you fucking can. Mm-hmm. So you get bands that like name themselves after video games and shit. Right. Like Dragon Force is named after like a video game from the nineties right. and. Um, I thought about mentioning that, but I feel like enough people know about Dragon Force at this point. Yeah. They kind of got viral for a minute because of um, their song Fire and the Fire and Through Fire and Flames. Right. Was on Guitar Hero 2. Right. And that was the hardest song to play in the game. Yeah. It's like, you got, I don't know if you ever tried to play Guitar Hero. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, I couldn't really do it. You're like, it'd break me because you would try to want to play it like an actual guitar. Right, yeah, exactly. And it's just like colored buttons. Yeah, and it, yeah. it doesn't but have yeah, nothing to do with it. Yeah. But yeah, when you're just like all these buttons just yeah. all over the place. Yeah. But that was like the, oh, if someone could play that song on Expert uh, and get 100% perfect on it, and it's like, that was like the thing to do. Like, there's a Buckethead song that was like that too, but. Right. Yeah, they're. They're not a band that most people are unaware of. Right. Well, I mean, most most people that like metal, if you're not know into who metal, they are. you don't know who any of these fuckers are. Right, right, right. You know? Well, the guitarists are amazing, obviously, yeah. you know. Um, it's just like, it's one of those things where you're so good at this thing, but somehow your music is not that great. You know, yeah, there. Well, it's lacking. Uh, it's lacking like emotion, and right? So, just something like it's it's very technically proficient, but it's like is like every fucking dude in this band autistic, like, and that's why they're like all super good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're all kind of got like that Rain Man thing yeah. going on. Yeah, but like but you go in the room with them, they can't talk to you because they're just like yeah, mm, they're just fucking yeah. weirdos. That, <laughs> That's, I mean, that's why I assume, like, the thing deal is with Buckethead. And, like, I think that guy's probably a fucking weirdo. If yeah, I'm sure he is. Anybody I'm that, sure he know, has to be. Wears a KFC bucket on his head right. and a mask and yeah. has hands like an alien. Yeah, like. <laughs> and, and wouldn't take the job with Ozzy because Ozzy wouldn't let him wear the mask. Yeah. That's that's something that right there It's fucking, whereas Guns N' Roses said, go ahead, wear the mask. Fuck yeah. It. All right. I saw, that was the first time I saw Buckethead. <laughs> yeah. Was when Guns N' Roses was on like the MTV Awards. Yeah. And then I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this shit? It's like, I mean, Slash also had a weird thing going on with his hair and his face and a hat. Yeah. So it wasn't that far removed. Right. But yeah, no. Yeah, but it was pretty different. And, but I mean, you know, Buckethead's fucking all over Slash or, and most guys, really. I mean, he's fucking, he's insane. Insane Oh, God. He's one of those guys that. I wish I was more into him. Yeah. Because it seems like he puts out like two albums a year. Yeah. Because he just records shit. Yeah. And some home, of it's really weird. Some of it's really, yeah. you know. So he's that kind of like impenetrable type thing where mm-hmm. I don't know where to, you fucking begin with right. someone like him. Right. Like I don't know what the like, oh, check if you got to listen to one Buckethead album. Yeah. I wouldn't know which one. one it is. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah. But, like, the shit I hear, like, the more traditionally structured songs he does, they're fucking badass. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, he's a fucking maniac, but yeah. I guess he got discovered by Les Claypool. From oh, Pirates. okay. So that explains the fucking weirdness. Yeah. 
Definitely. Like, Les Claypool's just a fucking weirdo on bass. So he yeah. He found some fucking weirdo that plays guitar. Right. He's like, whoa, I love this guy. Yeah. Of course. Um, I, fe- I saw this band from Philly. And I don't know. I. It seems like Summerlands would be a good name for it. But the way it's spelled with one M, it looks like it's Summerlands. Oh, okay. Well, it's you know, a... I guess it's like the lands of Sumer, yeah. like Sumeria, yeah. like that kind of shit. Something like that. And the band is a trip because like, I was listening to the music and I couldn't really, I knew it sounded kind of familiar, but I couldn't really place it. And then I figured it out. It sounds, the music sounds like Jakey Lee era Ozzy. Okay. Right? But then the singer doesn't. You know, obviously, yeah. and so, uh, and he's just okay. Yeah. So that's the that's the uh, the problem with the band. Like with many of these bands, is the singer's just not very strong. But yeah. other than that, the band's really good. Yeah, there's a couple like that even on my list. Like Cauldron, like the singer, he is a great. He's he's all right. Right. Um, the singer for Enforcer, kind of the same thing, but he hits a lot of more higher notes and shit like that. Um, and then some, it's like that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like the singer for Paul Bear, his voice is perfect for what they're doing. Right. It's it's like that Ozzy quality where Ozzy's song fits what his voice is his voice fits what Ozzy's songs are mm-hmm. and like not a whole lot else. You know? Right. But right. you know, the, although I'd sent you this the other day as a uh, Paul bearer covering uh, over and over. Right. Which is an interesting choice. Yeah. For a Sabbath song. Right. Because like really for me, there's not too many, uh, what I would call filler songs from that from that era, mm-hmm. but if there was one, that would be one of the ones that I would say is like, eh. I really like that one. Really? Yeah. yeah it wasn't ever one of my favorites. I, I thought it was a good way to close out the album. Yeah. It's got that. It's a little bluesier. It's you know slower. It's it's a slower jam. It's really letting um, Dio's vocals do a lot of the right work on that one. Speaking of which, that other thing that you sent me, oh, that was funny. That it's uh, Roger Glover and Dio. Oh yeah. And they're like, I don't know what kind of song that is, which you would what you would call that, but like Dio singing that kind of music, he sounded almost kind of Freddie Mercury like. Yeah. Like it was it was a really trip. That was uh, that was that thing is the butterfly ball that was based off of some 
British poem. It was basically like if like Roger Glover um, sat down and decided to like get a bunch of people together and they did like their own like Sergeant Pepper yeah type of thing. But it's, like hippie shit. Yeah, it's really hard to like nail down. Yeah, what's happening on that? <laughs> yeah, song. for sure. But it's I mean Dio sounds great. Oh it? yeah, he sounds great. Um, well, Dio always sounds great. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But uh, let's get a couple more bands in here. Okay. All right. Let's see. I'm trying to think. The the next two, they're a little bit more well-known, but, I mean, they're newer bands, so I wanted to get into that a little bit more. Um, you mentioned Amana Marth mm-hmm. already. They're, like, of all the n- new, yeah. I mean, they've been around since, like, the early 2000s. Right. Maybe the late 90s, honestly. They're probably one of my... Very close to being one of my favorites. Like, right. I have not. They're heard... a great band. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a single fucking thing they've done that I haven't been like, this is badass as shit. Right. And I don't normally like that style of vocal either. Right. right. But it works perfectly with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't expect a Viking to be like, you know, sound like Dio. Exactly. If That's a Viking true. singing, I expect. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. And yeah, it, it makes sounds... sense. But the thing is, too, he's growling, but he fucking enunciates. Mm-hmm. So even though he's got growly vocals, you can understand every fucking word he says. Right. Which is my problem with a lot of yeah. that kind of growl shit is I don't know what's... It, they could be saying anything. Right, right. You know, they could yeah. be reading a fucking, you know, menu for McDonald's. Right, which to me is like... It seems to me that if you're starting a band and you and you go for that vocal style, it might just be that you like that vocal style. Yeah. Or it might be that you're covering up that you can't really sing and you can't really write lyrics that great, so yeah. fuck it, you know. We have riffs, so let's just do yeah. this. But yeah. Amon Marth, they have bad fucking riffs. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Their yeah. riffs are killer, their solos are fucking killer. Exactly. Um that's what sets them apart. From. I really like I like the growly vocals somehow, mm-hmm. and the lyrical content is fucking cool. Right. So it's like the dude is really good at writing about Viking shit. Right. And right. it's like it's not like too corny. Mm-hmm. Like it's just every every song just it's interesting. Right. And it's painting a picture, you know. And you listen to songs like a, a thousand flaming arrows or something that like that and it's just a whole song about a viking funeral right for a, a fallen king right you know yeah and there's like a fucking they're really good at setting tone and vibe mm-hmm. so yep and you know what and it sucks that you that you kind of have to go there with some of these things but they also look great yeah. You know, they look like what they should look like what well, you know dude I mean here's the thing ever since MTV came out you know how you present yourself Mm -hmm. is just as important as everything else pretty much pretty like how you said with like avenge sevenfold you don't like how they look yeah because they just look like some dudes that live in lake elsinore right right and whereas metallica they looked like a bunch of like regular dudes Mm -hmm. but they it there's an appeal to it where it's like you could like you said i look like that yeah i dress like that yeah they're these guys represent me. Right. Um, and I, I don't like the type of people that Avenge Sevenfold look represents. Right. They right. look like they vote for Trump. Uh, right. And at the same time, like, um, 
but you know like Metallica yeah they always look they look like the, the common man but they still fucking command the shit out of the stage right you know and James Hetfield once he kind of grew in a little bit more mm-hmm. once he wasn't such a fucking beanpole mm-hmm. he's a he looks like a fucking star right like around around injustice for all or master puppets around that time period when he kind of he just looks like a big fucking dude mm-hmm. that's just like you know front and center right. kicking ass on guitar right and everything that else. fucking explorer fucking just bashing the shit out of it yeah fuck yeah so yeah, I'm on a Marth. They they fucking look cool. They yep. look like they look like they should look. If it was like four skinny ass dudes mm-hmm. in skinny jeans and shit, yeah. singing that, you would be like repulsed. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, this is gross. Ew. Now for my for my uh, this is gonna be kind of like a two for one. They're both local, and uh, and they're both. New in the sense that nobody knows who they are. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Symbolic has been around for a long time. They're, they're older dudes, uh, but they just signed to um, to Dave Ellison's label. So they're going to start getting some exposure now. And to me, they're a great band. Like, out of, out of all these bands that I've mentioned... I think they're the best band. Unfortunately, they're old. They're old. They're kind of overweight. Like some of them are overweight, you know. And I only mention this from a marketing standpoint because I know that it's other people have old. have mentioned it. You know, it's hard to market old fat guys, right? You know what I mean. So, there's but, a reason why we haven't started a band yet, right? <laughs> you know, but they're a great band. They've got a really good singer. They've got songs. Their lyrics are good. All that shit. It's just, you know, those things that might hold them back. I hope not, you know, but, you know. And on the other hand, there's another local band called Warpath. And they're a good band. To me, they're not as good as Symbolic. 
Isn't that, uh, aren't they the Native American band? Yeah, okay. they are. And they look like just a bunch of fucking crazy fucking Indians. And they're, and that's what their songs are about. That's what they look like. They wear war paint on stage. It's you basically know. The, the Native version of Amon Amarth. Yeah. So, so I think that they have a probably a good chance of, of making it to some level of success, yeah. you know? And if they can somehow get it in where, you know, they're like the the house metal band for the casinos or something, yeah. man, shit, you know? So, uh, if they're local, they all got to be like from you would the think, reses here. You I'd would assume think. they're all kumiai and shit. Yeah, you'd think. So, I'll yeah. have to check them out. That sounds cool. Yeah, and they, and they sell the fuck out of their merch. Like, I've oh, been yeah. noticing that I see their shirts everywhere. You know, so that's that's good, man. Uh, maybe the the next band I start getting into. There you go. So I got a couple more here. Um, wanted to talk about you know I I talked a pretty good amount about Valiant Thor. Uh, oh, already yeah. when I saw him open for for Motorhead. So there, there's not a whole lot more to say about that. I'm just bringing them up so you'll splice in some of their shit. Right there you go. <laughs> so people can actually listen to it. Um, You know they got 
they got that old school kind of fucking they're riffy you know the singer he's not what i call a great vocalist right but he fits it he's kind of like a good singer in the way that paul diano was a good singer right where his voice fits the songs and he's not what you call a traditionally good singer but you know all the the songs are catchy they have int- the whole concept of the band it's interesting cuz they they're kind of a gimmick mm-hmm. but they don't lean super hard into it right it's not like they're like their whole their whole thing is valiant thor is a band that are actually aliens okay that came from the future okay to the past to try to save humanity through heavy metal sick that's their backstory for their band okay they don't really play characters on stage like it's not like they have fucking antennas and shit right right like they're just like dudes yeah but they kind of have this little backstory to it but every so like some of their songs will reference this kind of band backstory like one of my favorite songs is it's called tomorrow police okay and it's about how out of control police are in the future right and that's one of the things that needs to be stopped is they've gone way out of control. Like it's like a Judge Dredd type thing. Right. They execute dudes. <laughs> and um it's funny because <laughs> I try not to laugh because like at one point, like because they're, they're singing about this shit. It's an interesting song, but just in case you don't know, they're trying to like drop what sounds futuristically enough, but it's mm-hmm. like that futuristic where it's tongue in cheek too. Right. So they sing about cops chasing on flying segways and shit. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but it's not super ha ha funny. Right. But like the first time you hear him mention a flying segway in the song, you yeah. kind of chuckle. Right. But it's like, you know, they talk about like how, you know, they, they shoot people with a serum and shit to oh, incapacitate geez. them. But they yeah. just have other just like, just badass songs that right. aren't about weird shit like that. It's right. just like, you know, they have a song called Tackle the Walrus and it's about like, you know, like, I guess it's about the Inuit, like... That sounds really man. hard to do. Yeah. Well, it's about, it's about like, it sounds like it's like a, some sort of like Inuit uh, uh, manhood ceremony like where you have to hunt a walrus alone. Wow. And so they're just singing about like hunting a walrus yeah. and shit, so... They're yeah. they're fucking cool. They're fun to watch. I, I hope I can see them in San Diego again because they got really lucky getting to open for for. Oh Motorhead. hell yeah, yeah! And, uh, I'm gonna look that shit up. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. There's I there's video of them at the House of Blues here uh, from that show that got me hooked on them. Um, I think they haven't had an album since about 2016 or so, so they're probably due for one. But. Yeah, yeah. All right. I've got two more, and uh, I'll just I'll just put them together because their their story is basically similar, and they both suffer from not having great names oh, yeah, because yeah. we have Night Demon, which is just Night Demon, yeah. you know, and we have Blade Killer, <laughs> which is you know I mean it's rough. There's not that many names left. I but, know, but um, you gotta, it's tough. Yeah, it yeah. is rough, but you gotta sit down. And that's when you, like, look through, like, the Dungeons & Dragons monster manual. and Right. Something. There's, or something, yeah. There's some bands. Like, I didn't have this on this list, but um, uh, I just remembered because a friend of mine suggested them to me. But it's called, like, uh, Goblin Cock. Oh, yeah. 
and it's okay. like it's a first it's a pun it's like right. oh, they're gobbling on cock but right. it's also like gobbling like it's right. like they're fucking sick, dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of a badass, like kind of old schooly metal thing. But, yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine turned me on to them a while back. He's like, "No, seriously, the name is kind of ridiculous, but I think you'll enjoy them." Yeah. These dudes are these dudes are both good. Like Blade Killer, they sound maiden esque, kind of anthraxy. Their singer's really good. Not a lot of power, but you know he sounds good, and the guitars. They have their own style enough that they're that they stand out from the other bands that I was mm-hmm. listening to on this one, and then Night Demon, they have like those long intros, mm. like fucking Maiden style, you know. I don't always like that. Yeah, and and uh, they're they're very very Maiden esque, which to me is great. You yeah. know, other people might think they're too derivative or whatever, and I can see that too. You know what I want to see more of. And I know it's because I harp on the Paul era shit. I want to see more Maiden-esque bands that sound like early Maiden. Right. You don't yeah. see a lot of people emulating the Paul Diano. Right. And that would be sound. cool. That would be cool. I, I think I say that because I feel like that's something I could pull off. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. Was, I mean, because, yeah. And, um... And even, even as far as, like, a... A tribute band was to go. It. I would love to see a, a Killers tribute yeah. band. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, because, I'm sure that'd be called Killers. Too. Yeah, because nobody's nobody's giving love to that music anymore. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like even Maiden this tour. They they only played one song. You know, that's you know, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's just. You know, they're... But, I mean, we rely on Iron Maiden for too much now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like they, you know... They can't Between them forever. and Metallica, they, they got to carry, like, we, mostly yeah. the whole load. They, yeah, we need that new, that next band to really be the band. And yeah. that's where my last pick is I feel like it's the band that has the biggest chance at that. Because mm. I thought about it, because there's been so many bands that you think is going to be, like, the next one, and then for some reason they don't ever crack that next level mm-hmm. like like i thought mastodon was going to be that for a while right. um but they don't you know they there's something like because i thought they're pretty sick early on mm-hmm. and then they had a more commercial sounding album mm-hmm. and i don't really haven't heard much about mastodon these days right so it's like i don't know if there is going to be an like a a rebirth of metal being super popular but it, the thing is is like it's super popular, but, like, people don't seem to really want to listen to new shit. Right. Because, like you said, like, Maiden, that's a big fucking sold-out show, mm-hmm. you know, but it's Maiden. Metallica mm-hmm. can s- still sells out stadiums and shit like that, mm-hmm. but it's, like, for whatever reason, the guys they bring on tour with them never seem to be, like that next level like they blow up and now they're the new stadium band right 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 it's like now it's like if you want to play a stadium you got to open for Metallica or Maiden Mm -hmm. pretty much Um, or Sabbath right you know when they were still active right I saw Rival Sons opening for them and it's like it's so good to be here at the Hollywood Bowl it's like enjoy it because you're never going to be back yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) and unfortunately like Maiden and Sabbath aren't 
very, aren't very famous for taking great bands on the road. Yeah. You know, they this last one with Maiden was not good. The opening bands were not good. Yeah, you know? I mean, they're, they're not known for taking, like, uh, great singers when, like, Bruce leaves. <laughs> yeah. They, Maiden's too much about, like, we want the homies exactly. to be around. That is that is. So it's are. like, if I'm going to have a band open, I have my kids' band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they sounded cool. I listened to them a little bit. But yeah, I could see the whole Hot Topic level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anywho, I, I digress. I feel like the, the band that has the biggest chance of this, they've been around for a little while now. I've seen them open for Metallica and this and that. I feel like the Sword could be one of those bands that gets like super big okay um they've been on like they're another one of those bands that was on a guitar hero and shit like that right um their last couple of albums i know some of their hardcore fans have like slightly turned on them a little bit okay because they you know they're just doing their own thing so they have like they've always had this old school metal sound and they're singing about you know fantasy elements and shit like that mm-hmm. their last couple albums they went to a more like hard rock sound um even one of them had a like a 70s hard rock vibe to it right so it's still fucking cool right but i don't know there's just something about this band that i just like i haven't listened to anything of theirs i don't like okay i feel like there's I feel like that they could blow up. Okay. And even bigger than they already are. And they're pretty, they're doing all right. But cool. I don't know. I just, to me, they seem like the most likely of all these newer metal bands over the last 20 years to have that, like, hit album that sells like a million, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, man, that's that's cool. I'm going to have to give them a closer, a closer look because uh, I definitely am down for whatever the next big thing is because we sure fucking need it. Yeah, you know, um, and they've been around, and they formed in like two thousand three. So right. it's like they're fucking due. They're due. Yeah, <laughs> they toured yeah. with Metallica. You know, yeah. When, so they opened from back in two thousand eight yeah. or so, and it was one of those things where Lars was talking up a, a lot. Right, like he was like, "Oh, they're fucking cooler than we were at that age." <laughs> so right, well, somebody's gonna have to do this shit, man, because you know. The bands are going away and yeah. whatever. Um, Even the th- bands that I thought were going to be the next big thing that didn't, like, they're getting old. Yeah. Like, I thought because of, like, um, when uh, Evanescence blew up, mm-hmm. they weren't, I wouldn't call them a metal band by any means. Right. But they, yeah, they're they metal They yeah. had, they're close, but I was like, oh, well, what's a metal band that could potentially get big in this environment? And I thought Nightwish. Right. Because... It sounds like Evanescence, but fucking heavier. Right. And they never quite blew up big in the States, you know? So it's like, you get all these bands, like, it's... When I say blow up big, I mean in the States. Because all these bands we've talked about, uh, for the most part, I'm sure they fucking are huge. Yeah, they do great. Germany. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But uh, here, it's like, unless you're Metallica or Maiden... Right. Even Priest can't fucking sell out a stadium on the right now. Like, they had to do... An arena, sh- you know, they had to do that shit with Deep Purple. Right. Speaking of which, since we're closing out anyway, um, you talked about it, if you heard some things and whatever, and now I'm hearing some things. 
that there is going to be that Maiden, Priest, and possibly Testament and other bands mm -hmm. on tour. That would be awesome. I'm fucking you know? going to that. Yeah. So for sure that... If that happens, I'm fucking going. Yeah. There is no way. Cool. Uh, shit. That one you showed me that I wish it was something that was happening in the States when it was like, uh, what was it, like Saxon and yeah. Diamond Head and, and Tigers and Pantang. Yeah. I'd have fucking be all over that yeah, shit. Yeah, that That's was great. That's fun, dude. But uh, that reminds me, I don't remember if I ever corrected this because uh, when I looked into it more, uh, Diamond Head has actually played in the States. Okay. They The first time they played the States was 2002. Oh, wow. Um, and apparently that didn't really go anywhere. And I, they're supposed to have played a big show with Metallica in the mm -hmm. States. And I don't know if it actually ever ended up happening. Mm -hmm. They didn't quite say in the Wikipedia article about it. They right. said there was a debacle involving it, but right. You know, so they've just, they have gotten to play in the States. Okay. I mean, it's like diamond head in quotes when it's like most of the not original guys. Right. But I think the original singer was in the band again at that point, too. So okay. I don't know. And as long as we're doing corrections, another thing that's been brought to my attention is, you know, we talk about Bruce a lot and uh -huh. how, you know, he, he gets into this and he writes the songs about this and they're eight minutes long and whatever, whatever, whatever. Some of the songs that we've said that about, as it turns out, Steve Harris wrote them. Okay. Just... Just to be accurate, you know, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and Steve, you know, has always been the primary songwriter, yeah. less so now, but still, if you look at the liner notes, he still writes like half the album. I'm you know, still pretty sure if there's a song about sword fighting or flying the a The sword plane. fighting is definitely <laughs> Bruce. Yeah, definitely Bruce. And to close out, I guess we'd be uh, remiss if we didn't mention Hetfield. Back in the yeah. rehab, set, got uh, set, uh, Tony Iommi by tweet, mm -hmm. send him best wishes. Yeah. Which is, you know, I guess, I mean, if anybody knows about addictions yeah. and the pitfalls, it'd be him. So you I, know, hey, hey, mate, uh, word of advice. Uh, yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop while you can. <laughs> but you should have hit. But you should have hit me up before you yeah. quit for good. Don't uh yeah don't don't beat up your woman and then she goes and cuts a does a song with, with Ozzy uh, with Ozzy. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't, it's like I don't know if you need to know this, but don't hit Lita Ford. Yeah. Oh my. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I knew that. Uh yeah. No, I hope. I'm hoping that was more of a preventative measure. I don't know how bad he was falling off the wagon right. on tour, but I mean. It's one of those things, man. Yeah. Like, you know, like if like if I fell off the wagon, I would know that I needed to to uh to quit again. Yeah. But I would probably be like, well, I'm doing it now, so might as well, you know, take a little run, you know, yeah, have a little stretch, fucking fuck it, yeah. you know. If this podcast gets real fucking weird for a couple weeks, you yeah, you'll know. know. <laughs> yeah, you'll know. Cuz I've been trying to wrangle a belligerent frog <laughs> for a couple weeks. Yeah. But uh, you know, hopefully he can get sober again and this is, you know, he's not he didn't get too bad, but I mean, it's a bitch, man, when you're facing addiction. I Yeah. I'm basically just hoping there's not like a some kind of monster two that comes out of this. Oh yeah, that would where be I gotta terrible. see like a sequel of yeah. James crying and therapy right. and shit. Yeah, so. they they would have to bring the same doctor back because he was perfectly fucked up for it. Oh god, 
fucking A, man. That guy. Yeah. Oh, we could do a whole episode on that no, stupid that, yeah. fucking documentary. That motherfucker thought he was like the fifth oh, member of Metallica. Jesus Christ. Uh, he thought he he acted like he was in the band. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, man, so this is why St. Anger was so yeah, black. Yeah, between him and Bob Rock. Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah, yeah I'd say I want to say he he was a fifth member of the band, but they uh, they're missing a fourth. Yeah. At that point. No so shit. That really explained that when I saw that, I'm like, I went from hating Saint Anger to hating saying Saint Anger, but respecting the fact it got made at all. Right. That's <laughs> true. That's um, true. Because that's a band that sounded like a band that was breaking up. That sounded like a band that has some addiction problems. Right. And apparently, like, when I was, like, I hated the sound of that fucking record. Even Bob Rock fucking didn't like how it sounded. Yeah. But they decided to just, I know, let's do this fucked up raw album, because this is capturing how we all feel right now. Right. And it's like... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, also, like, what if you, like, made an album that sounded good, and you, like, have the rough cut as, like, the bonus disc? No shit. You know, like... No shit. That's what happens when you get too rich. You have these masturbatory moments where yeah. you put out like, oh, this is what we we would have sounded like if we were like a fucking garage band of four-year-olds right. like getting divorced and fucking fighting. And You know what would be funny? It would be funny. And Metallica would be like the perfect band to do it because they, they're so big that they don't give a fuck. If you could like Let's say it would cost you 40 bucks, uh-huh. right? And for 40 bucks, they will email you the masters of the new album. And, and you like... can mix it yourself. <laughs> however the fuck you want. Yeah. That would be some. I think a lot of people could get into something like that. Yeah. That'd that would be interesting. Anyways, best of luck to, to Hetfield and... Best of luck to these bands to see who could be the next one to carry the torch because some we need it. Somebody needs to. Somebody uh, needs to step some, up. At some point, these the bands we love are going to be gone. For sure. And metal as a huge selling out arenas and stadiums act might be gone at right. that point. Yeah. We might be watching the end of metal as like the a big right big thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Yep. It's uh, maybe that's what it needs. Maybe it needs to, maybe it needs to be a club thing again for a yeah. while. Yeah, and die and then re- reborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, kind of worked with comedy. Yeah, <laughs> comedy sure. needed to die before it got good again. For so. sure. All right. So next week we'll be coming with our misfits episode. Yep, if I'm not mistaken, we got that scheduled. That's going to be our first guest, Mr. Ryan Shores. The, uh, yeah, you guys are going to comedian. Musician, yeah. slap the shit out of you. Yeah, you guys are gonna love him. Yeah, uh, whoever that doesn't know him that listens to it, right? You guys are gonna love this guy. All so. right. So until the next one, this is me, Big Frog, me, Mike Castleberry, and we are out.